Blog Talk Radio. Social media, you can go to 
my Facebook page, Brother Prater, Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, Piers and Paul, R-A-T-S and Tom, E-R. Um, so in other words, there are a variety of ways to be able to see us or hear us. So I thank each and every one of y'all who are tuning in, and I appreciate the, the honor of being in your all's home. I have a different setup right now. We may have a special guest today. So uh, I wanted to make sure to uh, leave room just in case the guests come. If not, then there will be another time. But today being the, wow, the fourth Sunday in the month of month of October, the month of October for those that uh, know or don't know, the month of October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And so uh, those that know me, I am a uh, huge supporter of um, domestic violence awareness. Um, and this was not just um, through the passing of my sister, which actually I have, to, I have a custom-made shirt. Hopefully y'all even see. Okay. I have a custom-made shirt on that is uh, in honor of her. But even before her passing, um, this was something that was really dear to me. And we actually, those uh, may have uh, listened to me on the show, um, my goal was to be able to help her have some type of uh, help or support or support to help young ladies who are uh, victims. And, um, you know, so now... Um, doing it uh, without her physically, but I know um, God will give us the strength. And so with that, so on today's show, in honor of Domestic Violence Awareness Month, we'll talk about finding strength to leave a toxic relationship. We want to talk about that and much more in the episode called Prisoner of Love. Prisoner of Love, Breaking Free from Domestic Violence and Toxic Relationships. Breaking Free from Domestic Violence and Toxic Relationships. First and foremost, is it possible to be out of a domestic violence relationship or a toxic relationship? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It is possible. And so we want to talk about some of the ways, some of the things we must, we must do to be able to get ourselves out of certain situations. The first thing, the first thing we have to start with making up our mind to leave. One of the things I always share with folks is, a person can leave, but if you have the mindset of going back, it's going to make matters worse. And what I found out, even in the Bible, where it says that the devil or unclean spirit can leave. But what happens when that unclean spirit tries to come back in that clean environment, he's not going to come back alone. He will bring back seven times more, meaning if that unclean spirit knows that they can be defeated when they're just a group of five, 
they're going to bring seven times more. They're going to bring back up. So that way they can have a stronger hold. Remember that word, stronger hold or stronghold. So that's why it's so important that um, there was a saying in the Bible that said that you must not return to Egypt. You must not return back to Egypt. So in other words, you have to start with making up your mind to leave. You have to see yourself. We have to individualize yourself living beyond the right now. You have to see yourself gone. You have to see yourself. You cannot allow that person view from having hope. Now, why did I say hope? Why I didn't say faith? Now, there is a difference between hope and faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. But when it looked at when we look at hope, we're not talking about hope pertaining to what we in this Western hemisphere understand what hope is. Hope is to some people doubt. But hope is actually confidence. Hope is confidence mentally, emotionally. Now what happened when you have hope Hope is the beginning stage or the next stage to faith. Now, the difference between hope and faith is hope is belief, confidence. But faith is hope, belief, confidence with corresponding action. That's the difference. Hope is belief. Faith is belief with corresponding actions. So before you make a move, you must first have hope, have the confidence that you can get out. You can get out. Now, also understand even the Bible tells us that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us or who gives us the ability, who empowers us. So, even though I'm, I'm, it's, it's actually two number ones, but I said the first number one, but I'm going to say that, that main number one last. So understand, we must start with making up in our mind to leave. And why do I say making up in our mind? Because you can't be wishy-washy. You can't be unstable in our minds. The Bible tells us, it's all about the mind. A person is unstable in their decision-making. They won't accomplish anything. So you have to make up in your mind, you know what? Enough is enough. Had you had enough. And the thing is, you cannot, you cannot compare what you tolerate versus what someone else may tolerate. You cannot do that. Remember this. There is no good in domestic violence or a toxic relationship. Now, when I say toxic relationship, I'm talking about physically abusive, spiritual, when people are making threats, when people are physically doing things that they know they're not supposed to be doing. But also understand, you're not supposed to be subject to that. 
you have to make sure for those who may be looking for a relationship, seeking love, seeking a spouse or whatever, you have to understand this. How things start off in the beginning, that's your opportunity to really observe a person. We cannot be naive. We cannot even let people make decisions for us, and then we just go on, well, you know, I went on and I took on this person because that person said there was a good person. Uh-uh, no, 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 no. God wants you to examine for yourself. So making up in your mind if you're going to leave, do you want to leave? And get this, do not look back. I have to bring it up. Um, Go and don't look back. Don't return, period, for no reason. No reason. I don't care if that person, you know, contact you. Well, let's talk. Do not do that. There's been many people that have gotten hurt or killed because they were tricked. They were duped. Because they allowed their heart to get, well, he just, he said he was sorry. She said she was sorry. When there is violence, when there is threats, do not take them lightly. I don't care who it is. You cannot take threats lightly. So don't return. Leave. Don't return. No need to go back. No need to even communicate. Now, there may be some who may have children within a domestic violence relationship. Make sure you get the local authorities involved. Yes. Get the local authorities involved. Get it documented and also get people involved. Create yourself a community. Another thing, focus on living and survival all cost. In other words, you have to protect yourself. You have to protect yourself. So many people feel like, well, you know, I got myself in this. I'm going to have to get myself out of this. No, 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 no. You have to have people included in your situation. And you know what? If you don't, you could subject yourself to getting hurt. You don't know what this person's other plans are. Don't ever assume. I'm kind of going to another uh, um, another point. Don't ever assume that you know the person that abused you. Don't you know? Being honest, you never know that person could be plotting to kill you. Or what if that person may want to do a little threat and things get out of hand? in the heat of the moment, and then they end up doing something that they regret. Hmm. Something to think about. So don't ever assume they will never hurt me. I love them too much. Well, if you say that they will never hurt you, and they, look, you said that they will never hurt you to the extreme of causing severe pain, severe injury. You say you know them. Because you love them so much, you do so much for them, you're the mother of their children, they will never do anything to you. I know a lot of people right now that are incarcerated that have killed, seriously injured their children's mother. Yes. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. Yes, praise the Lord. 
um, saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, they were fine, and you need to know the truth. And even, I look at this, this is, if you want to call this, fifth quarter of the church. Because there may be a lot of time that we may not be able to have time to really go and explain things in a sermon. But outlets like this, Christian outlets, Christian podcasts, Christian social media platforms like this is the place that's going to tell you where, look here, there are no, there are no limit of if we're going to cut off anything. No, we're going to tell you the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Plus, those that don't know, plus I work in law enforcement. I work in law enforcement almost for 30 years. In two more months, it'll be 30 years. So I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. The floors that I've worked, I've worked on the floors with the hardcore guys, with the high-profile people. I've worked it. Know that they have also shared some things with me throughout my years. I know people. Shucks, my brother and I were talking. Our family know people. So I'm telling you, do not make an assumption or don't be naive to what you call it, to underestimate, thanks the Lord, to underestimate somebody else's actions a thought pattern, a thought process. Do not make the foolish mistakes of underestimating someone that is unstable, and especially someone who have anger issues, someone who have alcohol or drug problems. Yes. So you never know. You never know the mindset of people. So that's why it's so important for you to guard yourself, protect yourself. When I say focus on living and survival, that means even if you need to, even if you have to, the first thing, like I said, get the local authorities involved, the local authorities involved. In other words, if there are some abuse, physical abuse or threats, you must have it documented and reported. But that's not all. If you have it reported, do not, do not say, well, I changed my mind. Do not. You must go through with it. Things must be documented. Hmm. Remember, this is not only for your protection, but it's also holding them accountable, and it's also letting them know that you mean business. So you must stick to your guns. I know a lot of young ladies, a lot of young ladies, they have been abused, beaten up, and then you see them in the courtroom, lining up. Well, well, I fell in a shower. You're lying. So, in other words, you're gonna really abuse her. Hmm. What happened if you end up taking up for him, and then eventually, eventually, y'all break up and they go to someone else, and they end up killing that person. And they look on the history of that person's behavior, and there is no recorded incident from you. Would you be able to face that victim's family? Hmm. Or what if they did something to your family? We cannot underestimate these people. 
these people need help, but it ain't coming from you. So many people think that, well, you know, maybe if I just pray for them, look here, look here. You know what? I'm going to give you an example, and I'm not underestimating the power of prayer because I love prayer. I'm a prayer man. God told us we should always pray and not faint. That means not give up or not lose heart. But in this situation, you can pray, but you still got to go through the proper procedures of holding them accountable because they have broken the law. Yes. You can. Well, you know, I, I, I forget that. Look here. Look here. Now that's being foolish. That's making a foolish decision. You must have it documented. Why? Because people need to know who they're dealing with. Because it's not just about you. It's not just about you. If a person has a paper trail, have a history of doing things that are abusive, if they have a history of doing it, everything must so that way a person will know who they're dealing with. But if not, then you know what happens? You are giving them permission without holding them accountable. So we have to make sure to do the right thing. Hold people accountable. And like I said, don't even let them play with your emotions. Well, you know, you know, you 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 you're a church going person. You're supposed to be saved. The Bible says forget have you noticed people always have a hidden agenda or a motive to try to get over you or the man wants to try to quote the scripture for their own purpose. Yeah. Yeah, you can forgive. Yeah. I look here. I can forgive you, but you still got to deal with consequences. Hmm. So don't let people play with your emotions because I'm telling you, people that are abusive are very manipulative. Some of them are very, I can't even say that word, narcissistic. I hope, I, I always jack up that word, narcissist. I just say that. Some of them are narcissists. Some of them are controlling. Some of them are selfish. And if you see yourself in a situation that you are the victim of their abuse, you must, you must, you must report it and hold them accountable. Now, when I say also focus on living and survival, understand there may be a situation where it's you versus them. Yes. It may be that you, it may be you versus them. Why did I say that? Because some of them, what if they after you? What if they after your life? Are you protecting yourself? You have to protect yourself. Well, you know, I, I don't believe in weapons. I don't believe in uh, uh, doing harm to anybody. I don't, I don't want to hurt nobody, but they want to hurt you. They want to hurt your family. You know, some people, look, they don't even like to kill a fly. But now you got to think about protecting you. Look, if you don't protect yourself for yourself, how about protect yourself for your children's mother? Protect yourself for your brother's sister. Look at yourself as your brother's sister. Look at yourself as your mother's daughter, your father's daughter. 
So you may have to protect yourself. Protect yourself with learning defensive tactics or even or and even having a weapon and knowing how to use it and not being afraid to use it. Is the preacher talking about getting the gun, getting the weapon? Yep. <laughs> Some people, well, I don't believe in gun, but I tell you what, if somebody breaks into your house, you're going to call somebody that got one. Hello. So we have to make sure to be responsible. Don't be naive. I'm going to say it. Don't be so gullible thinking, well, you know, if I don't, it, they'll just go away if I don't mess with them. Nope. Like I said, I'm telling you, I deal with people. I deal with prisoners. I deal with people who have that convict mentality, controlling people. Yes, I'm telling you. But also, don't ever feel like they would never do anything to you. Don't ever feel like that. Don't ever dismiss that. If the opportunity came, look, they may hound you. They may stalk you. Yes, they can't do that. You never know. The devil can get it in them to make them do whatever they want them to or he wants them to. So that's what you have to think about. But also, like I said, in protecting yourself and also protecting your loved ones, which leads to this. Tell everybody what's going on in your life and also the plans that you have to Exit that person, that abusive person. You must sound the alarm and let people know what's going on. Don't allow pride to make you receive help from people. Like I said, some people, well, you know, I got myself in this situation. I get myself out. That's crazy. That's crazy. You don't know what that person has planned. So it's not your responsibility for you to fend for yourself by yourself where you have people that love you, that care about you, that are there to help you. But also what you have to understand is when you involve people, don't allow people to get involved to help you just for you to go back to that person. Don't do that. Like I said, it is not worth it. I know there are some people because Let's be honest. There are some people that want a relationship. There are some people, you know, that want to be married, want to court. That's fine and dandy. And some people, they will stay in an abusive relationship, in a toxic relationship, because, well, we got history. So there's a lot of people that are in the grave that had history, too. Well, but we've been together for so long. What is your main problem? Quit thinking about the the years y'all been together when a lot of it been crazy, abusive. Think about a brighter day. Think about a brighter and a better relationship, a healthy relationship. Someone's going to love you, but we're not just talking about you jumping out of one relationship to another. We're not talking about that. In due time, when you've been healed, when everything has been cleansed, purged, purified, then you can go into a health relationship because now you're able to identify what a health relationship is and what a toxic relationship is. Understand what type of relationship that you need and what type of relationship you don't need. 
just look at the people that you might have had in the past. But you know what? I made some wrong decisions. I made some bad decisions. So you know what? Now I know who not to choose. Look at it like that. Allow that to be a learning experience, but not a repeated cycle. There are so many people that's dating different people, excuse me, the same person, but a different face. So that's why it's so important for you to make up your mind, but also get help from people. We got to get help. We got to tell people. Tell people what's going on in your life so that way you can have support. Not only you can have support, but people can be looking out for you. But as long as you, well, well, I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna just tell God about it. God knows what's going on. Yeah, but God telling you, hey, you need to tell some other people what's going on too. <coughs> Excuse me. Tell people what's going on. Well, you know, I just want y'all to pray for me. I got something going on. I don't want to talk about it. The devil is alive. Cause you know what? The people that you love. The people that you love, not just the people that love you, but the people that you love, when there's someone that is abusive, someone that's in a toxic relationship, an abuser, when they know the people that are close to your heart, what if the person that's close to your heart don't know anything was going on, but then all of a sudden they see that person that abusing you, and all of a sudden that person that you love don't know anything about it, and they say, you know, that person putting themselves in a situation where they end up getting hurt or killed. Why? Because they didn't know anything. They wasn't on guard. They, they wasn't notified about anything. And all of a sudden, they just walk around, hey, hey, how you doing? And they say, you know, that, that abuser come getting them back in the head, wham! Why? Because that person wasn't watchful, because that person wasn't notified of the behavior of that person. Remember, you hold a key. You hold a key to your protection and the protection of those that you love. Think about it. So you got to tell people. Tell people what's going on. Look here. I don't care if you make it a post. Tell people. Tell people. Because it's not just about you. It's about their safety, too. But also, it can, it can uh, um, what's that word? People can be watching out for you. You know, if they know that you're going to work, people that know you, people that that you love, they could be, you know, they could be checking out for you. They could be looking out for you, make sure you're all right. They could be checking out for you, you know. So you have to let people know. Let people know things. Also, I, I already said this. Accept help from people. And don't allow pride to get in your way. A closed mouth never get fed. But also, for those that, I want to go back and say this, for those that you love, those that love you, if you see something going on, say something. If you see something, say something. If you see something, say something. Also, getting ready to leave this toxic relationship or an abusive relationship not only planning ahead mentally, but start putting things in actions. One of the things I found out, someone that's manipulative, someone that's controlling, they already have plotted and planted little little things 
to make you become defenseless. What they'll do, and you know, we hear it all the time. I hear so many stories. You know, well, that person wanted me to move in. That person wanted me to, um, they told me I didn't have to work, which means that they're stripping you from financial, financial power and depend upon them. They always want you to depend upon them. Understand that. They want you to depend upon them. Also, not just physical abuse, uh, physical power, but even spiritual power. Yes, spiritual power. One of the things I always tell people, for us to be able to know God for ourselves, have that quality time to be in prayer, know God, and also and as you know God, you begin to start identifying the spirit of God, but things that are unlike God, God will reveal where he will let you know that this there, there's a spiritual imbalance here. There's a spirit within this person or within this situation that's unlike me. And so when God reveals to you these red flags, no, it's coming from him, and he's showing you that for a reason. God would never show you a red flag just for you to stand still and do nothing. Understand that. God will show you red flags to do something, and that something is to be proactive. And that red flag, not no, well, you know, everything will be all right. I know many people that have told me, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I know this person, he been... You know, they got a record and they've been abusive and everything. And I said, "Well, what you gonna do about it?" Well, I'm just gonna just gonna pray about it. Say what? Look here. <laughs> this is past prayer. Now it's time for some actions. It's time for some actions. Like I say, I'm tired of hearing people say that excuse. I found out some people. The reason why they throw prayer as an excuse is because they're trying to have God to do things that God's telling them to do. Hmm. So when you see things, when things are going on, when God reveals things to you, he's showing you for a reason. Also, the thing is, in you executing that exit strategy, Make sure that you gain your power back. That means, first of all, I was saying about um, uh, not letting pride. If you're able to leave immediately, leave immediately. If you get a group of people, if you know that that person going to be out of the house for 30 minutes, shoot. You better get as many people as you can, get your stuff, and get out of here. Get out as quickly as possible and get everything that you can, everything that you can, everything that you can. So the most important thing you have to do, let's see. The most important thing you have to do is know that the devil is trying to make you what? Get you here to paralyze you, to make you feel that you can't go on. You can't move. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. But also, like I said, you got to gain your power back. That means if you, once you're able to leave and get out, 
Get out. Even if you have to move in with someone, someone that you love, someone that you can trust, hey, do that. And then get on your feet, getting yourself a job. Even if you need to get yourself a GED or your high school diploma, something. Because what happened, a lot of them guys or girls who have tried to abuse a person, they try to make this person feel like they have to rely upon them. That's the, you know, they are their quote-unquote salvation. They are their quote-unquote source of income. So if it's a financial abuse, a spiritual abuse, you know, I've known people that say, well, you know, uh, if you leave me, if you leave me, God going to get you. Uh-uh. uh-uh. I tell people all the time. I tell people all the time. Look, when people say, well, you know, God hate divorce, yes, but God hate domestic violence, too. So don't let people try to throw that guilt trip on you. That's, don't you know that's witchcraft? That's manipulation, which is a form of witchcraft, which is witchcraft. So when you understand that there are people that try to get to you here, you have to get you back. You have to get you back. So with getting yourself out of the place, getting yourself, getting yourself your own place, then you have yourself to go and apply for a job. Like I said, get you a GED. Get your high school diploma. If you need to, get your driver's license. Yes. Learn how to drive. Learn how to become independent because you've been so dependent upon this manipulative person or abuser or narcissist. They feel that you can't survive without them. In other words, they're trying to make you feel or think that they are your God. Nope, 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 nope. And there is only one true God, and it ain't them. So you have to make sure that you learn to stand on your own feet. Learn to stand on your own two feet. But also, in standing on your own two feet, you can't have people responsible and love you enough to support you. Because remember, that old song by Sister Sledge, We Are Family. Don't you know? You'd be surprised. There are people that will help you if you open up your mouth. There are resources that you can have if you reach out for help. You have to make sure that you do that. And then also, even for future purposes, for future purposes, number one, make sure let me backtrack before the future purposes. Also, what you got to do, you got to make sure that you forgive yourself. Forgive yourself because when you forgive yourself, this helps you to detox from any remnant of that situation. Forgive yourself for even making the choice of being with that person, but also forgiving them. And like I always say, forgiving them does not mean that you stay with them. Forgiving them is detaching yourself mentally, physically, and spiritually from them and the event of abuse. Now, does that mean that you forget? No. Forgiveness is, you know what, moving on, 
Yeah, it happened, but you will not be defined by it. You will be refined by it. So you have to make sure to understand that because this situation happened, forgiveness is not for them. Forgiveness is for you. Forgiveness frees you and helps you for you to be able to be healed, but most importantly, be made whole. Forgiveness is not for them. Forgiveness is for you. Even if they don't ever change, it's not your responsibility to give them forgiveness based upon them changing or not. Even if you never tell them, you don't have to tell them, I'll forgive you. I'll forgive you. No. <laughs> Look here. You leave and how this song says, return to send the address unknown. Uh-uh. If they try to send something or whatever, I say, hey, there are no more attachments. There are so many people that are no longer physically attached to the abuser, but they stay emotionally attached to them, spiritually attached to them. And so forgiveness helps the healing and, and, and sever the ties spiritually and emotionally, but also understanding in in breaking free, it's okay to get professional help and counseling. I'm going to say it like this. In certain situations, you have to. You have to get treated. There are some people are dealing with PTSD. There are some people that have, they have went through traumatic experiences. There are some people, I'm going to be honest with you, there are some people that may be in ministry, but they're not qualified to handle a certain position, excuse me, a certain uh, uh, topic or situation. So, yes, we can pray for you, but we also can refer you to someone that specializes in that topic. Yeah. And that is a form of ministry. Don't you know there are Christian counselors? Yeah. There are Christian doctors. There are Christian therapists. There are Christian uh, dentists. So just because you go to a professional person does not mean that you lack in faith. Oh, you doubt God? No, 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 no. If I can remember about the Bible... There was a doctor, there was a physician named Luke. Luke was a physician. And don't you know, he had to write some words that were placed in the Bible because, get this, don't you know a doctor knows about how a child comes, the the physical ailments, the 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 what you call it, the professional, the professional terminology. A doctor knows about childbirths and stuff. So that Dr. Luke was the one that spoke about the virgin birth. The virgin birth with birth in Jesus Christ. So there is no dispute. When we hear it from a professional practitioner, that's a doctor named Luke that's bringing it up in the gospel, one of the four gospels. Think about it. And then also, get this, he also wrote about the book, the Acts, in the book of Acts, about the Holy Ghost. Who did that? It was a doctor. It was a physician. 
So who better? So there is professional help that we can receive. So don't let pride, don't let people talk you out of, well, you know, uh, you, you, you just need to just give it. Yeah, you can give it to God, and there may, be a, there may be a method that God may be using for you to go talk to that person. Hmm. Something about also a lot of these things is covered under insurance. It is under your insurance plan. So even if even if you don't use your insurance, don't you know there's help, there's support groups that is there that help you? Especially when it comes to domestic violence. Come on now. All this help that's here. And you wanna Refuse it? Come on. No. But also, under the same token, for future purposes, not only, like I said, forgiving yourself, forgiving them, and you have to do that. You need to do that even for your own psyche. Because one of the things we always say, in forgiveness, that forgiveness, when you hold on to unforgiveness, it's like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. But also, when you don't forgive, it keeps you a prisoner. It keeps you at whatever stage that you were at. It stumps your spiritual, emotionally, mental growth. And it's time, and you should, you should desire to be healed from that situation. So it's very beneficial. Also, for future purposes, what we need to do for future purposes now, do a better homework and examine the person that we may pursue for a relationship. In other words, do your homework. Check, recheck, and check again. Learn the person. Look here. You know, criminal record, you know, it is it is open file. Do your research, and don't just because what that person said, and don't ever assume, well, they'll never lie. You know what? There may be people who may not lie, but guess what? A lot of them, they may not be telling the full truth, and if they don't disclose the full truth, it's still telling a lie. There are people that could be deceptive. Yeah. So I always recommend this. Because a lot of times our minds and our brains can't retain everything. I always tell people, I live by this. Get a spiral. I got a spiral for everything. Get yourself a spiral and start jotting down notes. Start making a little profile about the particular person that you may be pursuing, interested in. Also, in you checking them out, come out, do your homework. Check and see if there's somebody that knows them. If it's somebody that you know that knows them, then, hey, check. Check the quality and the potential of that person that you call a friend or an acquaintance and see whatever information you can get. And then also, like I said, check and see about the criminal background. Check and see their behavior. You got to check and examine them in all seasons because you don't want what happened in the past to happen again. And one of the things I always tell people, you have to make sure that you handle things the right way. Make sure you heal the right way because whatever you don't do successfully, you fail and you you will repeat that again. Hmm. 
So that's why it's so important for us to do things the right way, but most importantly, the God's way. Do things the right way and the God's way, and we get God's results. Also, for us to be able to be real careful and not give our heart so easily. We give our heart so easily to people who have not even earned it. Why? Because we assume. Ooh, we, I was praying, I was praying, I end up, ooh, I was praying, I end up getting a phone call, and it was from someone who had the wrong number, and as I began to listen to them and talk to them, they just swept me off my feet. It was God that sent them to my phone, and you know what happened? That person gave you more hell. <laughs> Don't always spiritualize things. That's what I want to say. Don't be so quick to spiritualize things or even tag it as if it was God's sin, but it could have been the devil's sin. One of the things I always tell people, you have to you have to examine the spiritual temperature of an individual to examine if it was sent by God or made by the devil. Hmm. So that's why it's so important for you to be able to have that personal relationship with God so that way when you entertain someone God will let you know that little radar in your soul it will let you know uh 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 something ain't right uh uh nope 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 and I'm telling people I tell people all the time if God will tell you or showing you a red flag don't try to stick around and find out what the red flag is uh uh if somebody if somebody, look, if you in a house and all of a sudden somebody say, fire, 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 get out the house, get out the house. Are you going to stay in the house and say, what kind of fire is it? Okay, is it an electrical fire? Or is it a, 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 a gas fire? Is it a chemical fire? What kind of fire is it? Let it You know what? Let me pray about it. And you know what's going to happen? Somebody going to end up rapping at your eulogy. Use common sense. I may say some of this stuff may sound crazy, but it's truthful. But if you notice, it sounds crazy the way I say it, right? Don't do that the same way how we think. If it sounds crazy me saying it, it sounds crazy you thinking it. Something to think about. So understand, God wants us, look, when he say leave, you know what that means? Right now. Leave right now. If your mother, back in the day, you know, when your mother told you to wash the dishes, when does she mean for you to wash the dishes? Right now. Right now. Look, when there was a, whenever there was a command, there was also instructions on what to do, when to do, and how to do it. <laughs> and if you don't do it, then guess what? There will be the rod of correction that come down your back. Arms, the legs, however your parents used to discipline you. So we cannot make these these quote unquote foolish decisions. We have to be careful to guard our heart. You're precious, but get this. You guarding your heart 
is so important. But when you give your heart to people who has not earned it, you give it to people that you don't even know, and you rely upon them to take care of your heart, and you don't even know the condition or the temperature of their heart, wake up and smell the burnt coffee in your room. Duh. Come on. You cannot allow somebody free reigns in a position they're not qualified for, or you don't even know what they are qualified for. One of the things I always tell people, I, I, I use this analogy. You know, we have where our heart's at. Our heart is, let's say right here, it's inside of a cage called a rib cage. And our physical heart is protected by the rib cage. But imagine that rib cage, who's protecting that rib cage? It's us. If we see something finna get ready to come our way or come to our chest, we're going to block it. We're going to move it. We're going to hit it. We are protecting the cage that house our physical heart. But imagine if our heart is outside of that cage. What happens? We can subject ourselves to have abuse or damage to our heart. Why? Because our heart is not protected anymore. Our heart is outside of the cage. Our heart is outside of that security. So in other words, when we are insecure, we expose it our hearts. Hmm. Oh, I wish somebody would have told me that 30 years ago. <laughs> but just like how we're supposed to protect our physical heart, we need to protect our mental, our spiritual heart, our emotional heart. Don't you know God wants you to be a good steward? And oftentimes we just hear the word stewardship and we automatically assume about money, but it's more to it than that. You are a steward of your heart, your heart. And God, just like how God had designed a cage called the rib cage to protect our physical heart, God is holding us responsible to take care of and protect our emotional heart. So, are you going to automatically just give someone the keys to your heart? Oh, because, you know, they said, well, you know, I just feel. You can't go on your feelings. You got to go on facts. You got to go on facts. The Bible said it is written. In other words, there was documented, documented evidence that was undisputed. But when you go on hearsay, it will not stand in the court of law. Y'all watch TV shows. Look at Judge Judy. She don't want to hear no third-party conversation or second-hand information. She want to know exactly. Well, how about you be more responsible for your heart? Don't you know we all need to be responsible for our heart? We all need to do a better job. We got to do a better job. And also in the Bible, it tells us, yet our yes be yes, let our no's be no. When we say something, we got to stick to our guns. Doesn't well, you know, well, you know, no, I don't want to. Well, you know, I don't want to hurt that friendly. You know, I'm a nice person. Yeah, you're a nice person that's always getting hurt. Just because you stand your ground does not mean that you're a mean person. No. Actually, when you say what you mean and mean what you say and stick to your guns, you get more respect. But as long as you wish you watch your stuff, 
Look here, I'm going to be real with you. A man not going to respect you when, you when he has the ability of changing your mind. And I ain't talking about those that are, you know, oh, those are tr- no, look here, I'm talking about those guys that play games. I'm talking about those guys that, that be watching you and studying you. Watch your behavior. Don't you know there are some guys that study you better and more than you study yourself? Well, I don't love myself. The devil is like, you know what? If you don't like something about yourself, don't tell nobody. Don't make it obvious. Keep a man guessing. He should not have to know, well, you know, I don't I don't like the man. Now, I can understand if y'all married, y'all have a healthy relationship, the trust has been earned, the love has been proven, this is someone that you can be vulnerable with and they can be vulnerable with you. Yeah. Look, that has been earned, that has been established. But someone you mean, well, you know, I just, well, you know, and then, wait a minute. Would you be quiet? It's like you're just desperate. Don't be desperate. I'm telling you, there are, I, I, I can say this. There are some females that actually set themselves up to get hurt. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You know, I made a video a couple weeks so yeah i think a couple of weeks ago and i don't mind throwing myself under the bus and talking about it i had spoke about years ago someone had told me to join this dating site or whatever I was, uh, okay i'll go ahead i did it i disguised who i was and you know what i found out so much i found that now would i do it again oh no <laughs> no but If I was a person that would take advantage of someone, there was a lot of them that gave me the opportunity to. There were some that were, well, can you come over, you know? And I'm like, no, 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 you're a young lady. I respect you. Well, you know, it's okay, you know, because I've been hurt and blah, blah, blah. And, And this within the first 10 or 15 minutes of the conversation, I said, ma'am, you don't know me. I don't know you. As they begin to talk, you know what she asked me? And there were several of them. Like I said, this this was years ago. This was maybe close to 2000 something. I, I don't remember. But there were some of them that said, are you a minister? <laughs> I said, yes, I am. Yes, I am. I said, ma'am, I don't want your panties. I don't need that. There are there are some that is with. They're so desperate. They're giving. They're giving their love away by giving them by giving their bodies. Ladies, take it from a man that had a sister. You deserve respect. But you can't expect the guy to respect you when you don't respect yourself. You cannot be that desperate just to get somebody so you can have somebody so you won't be by yourself. You know what? When you're with the wrong person, you're still by yourself. If you can't say amen, say ouch. Yes, matter of fact, I'm able to see the writing. Um, A precious jewel and don't ever 
don't even know it. Amen. Listen here. I felt that in the back of my goal too. That is right. There are so many people they don't know themselves. They don't look. So many people not only they don't know themselves, their true self, but they base their value on the opinion of others or how others treat them. No, no. Listen, God has already established you. So if God made you and He established you, and He invested His stock into you. How about instead of listening to the opinion of others, how about you listen to him? In other words, go back to the manufacturer that made you. He know all about you, and he had no hidden agenda. He told you how much he loved you, but he also told you how much he wants you to love yourself. I tell people this all the time, and especially, and like I said, I'm talking to the young ladies, not just as a minister, but as a brother, as a man of God, as a man, as a man, ladies, if you withhold sex, now I'm talking about for those who are dating, I'm not talking about those who are married, now if you're married, if if you're already married, then you know, you know, but this is to the single people, single people, If you are looking for love, don't be so quick to open your legs. Don't be so quick to open your heart. You check, recheck, check again, and you give it to God and wait for his response. Wait for God to give you the data or the information of that individual. But what happened when we base opinion of them, Based upon a need that we may have, or maybe you may feel that they can fulfill a desire of yours, now you make an emotional decision, which is an impulsive decision, because your emotions can fade, your emotions can change, your feelings can change, but you can't base the opinion of others, you can't base your love or your feelings for someone based upon your feelings. You got to go on reality. Is this person trustworthy? Is this person stable? So these are the things you got to look at so that way you won't deal with what you dealt with in the past again. That old saying, when you know better, do better. But with that being said, understand If you are in a situation that's unhealthy, as long as God is on the throne, and this is that number one that I said that it was two number ones, this is the main number one. As long as God on the throne, there is a way out. I don't care how long you've been in that domestic violence situation, there is a way out. And don't you know God can strategically give you a plan where you leave out unharmed? God can fix the situation where, look here, all you need to do is just blah, 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 talk to him, and you know what? God can fix the situation and get you out. I've seen it several times. I've seen it transpire in the lives of people. I'm telling you, not what I'm guessing about, not what I'm thinking. I'll tell you what I know. I know. But the key thing I tell people, when you leave, don't look back. You look at Lot. Lot has to go forward. But it was already told, do not look back. And you know what happened? Lot's wife, as Lot moved forward, Lot's wife looked back. 
And guess what? She turned to a pillow side. That's a whole story within itself. But understand this. She looked bad because why? Because she was still connected to what she was leaving. She did not want to leave. It was still in her. And what happened, just even look at the whole story. What happened, she didn't like instantly turn to a pillow of salt. You know what? Where were they at? They were in a mountainous area. And on top of those mountains was something called sulfur. What is sulfur? Sulfur is uh, salt. Huh. And so what happened, because she looked back, bam, lightning struck. And you know what? Lightning struck and hit that sulfur, and all of a sudden there was an avalanche. And guess what? She became part of her surroundings or environment. In other words, she was looking at where she was leaving, and she was still attached to it. And you know what happened? You know, think about it. When you when you looking behind you and you more attached to what's behind you than what's in front of you, what happened? You're not gonna be so quick to move forward. You're gonna be look, you're gonna be stalled or even paralyzed or looking, reminiscing, pe- taking a pause for the cause. And guess what? Bam, it became her demise. So we have to make sure that we become emotionally detached from an un from an unhealthy situation, from a toxic situation. It's not for your benefit. So, thing that's going on, and know that you can make it. You can survive it. You can get out. You can. And like I said, you can't think about the history and all that stuff. Man, please. No. But I'm not just talking to the young lady. I'm talking to the guys, too, because I know some guys. I know some guys who have been in, in a situation where they're allowing themselves to be abused, allowing themselves to be physically abused, yes, physically abused, and it's sometimes it's even embarrassing for the guy to admit to the people, hey, man, you know, my girl been beating on me, man. man what? Little old Tina, man, you are, man, you're crazy, man. Man, you, man, you joking, man. No, I'm serious, man. Man, going on. Look here, think about the ridicule and stuff that some guys deal with. So there are some guys that are abused physically, mentally. You know, your significant other is always putting you down in front of people, never building you up. And and I'm going to say this, it's like a relationship with that person being the victim, always giving accolades to their spouse. I'm a ride or die. I'm gonna do this. I'm this. This is this is the one that I love. Okay, that's fine and dandy. But what is that other person saying? Well, you know, <laughs> you know, we all, you know, sometimes we don't always get what we want. <laughs> you know, sometimes that person just get on my nerves, and they're like, wait a minute. Listen to how this person is talking. Listen, look, listen how the victim is talking the abuser up, and listen how the abuser is talking to the victim down. Mm. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, uh uh-uh. no, no. We need to look here. Put some respect in my name, put some respect in my character. You know? So don't ever assume that it would not happen to you. 
there are some people, and and I'm going to say this, don't ever assume that it won't happen in certain places or in people that have certain positions. I know some people within the church. Let me rewind that. I know some people that are first ladies that have been abused. Yeah. I know some people that's been in Hollywood that's been in abusive relationships. You know, one thing about it, I tell people, yes, I say things because I know things. Do I know everything? No, I don't know everything. But I know God who who knows everything. But it's my responsibility to share with y'all. And I do know some people. I don't like I don't like name dropping. It doesn't matter. The most important person I want y'all to know that I know. I know Jesus Christ. That's enough right there. Yeah, I'm not going to tell him. I'm not going to name drop and all this. Other. And matter of fact, I can say this because this person no longer with us. But when it's when some people found out I had connection with some people that were good friends with Prince, oh, my gosh. I had people coming out the woodwork. You know, I'm up here just. You know, hey, how y'all doing? Oh my gosh, that's a powerful word. I appreciate. I got a bro. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. I know what you're doing. You're trying to butt up to me so that way you can get some out of me. The devil is a liar. Delete. <laughs> no. So I'm telling you, there are people. There are people that would try to use you for their own gain or benefit. So that's why it's so important for you to know yourself when you know yourself. I mean, literally know yourself and know what you bring to the table. Because when you don't know what you bring to the table, there may be people at your table that have examined, they have studied you to get from you before you're able to apply to the table. But also, not only to take from you, but also make sure that they don't they don't give you anything that is offered or that's supposed to be offered at the table. You know, God loves relationships. And so God wants you to be able to be in a right, healthy relationship. But if God wants you to be in the right relationship, the devil wants you to be in the wrong relationship. Don't you know the devil does not want you to be in the right relationship? Get this. He doesn't matter who you choose. As long as not the one that God wants for you. Hmm. So in other words, if there are if there are ten people, if you're a female, if there are ten guys, if you're a female, if you're a guy, if there are ten females, let me say it again. If you're a young lady, if there were ten guys, if you're a guy, if there were ten females, so right here. And God plays one person right here that is best qualified, that's going to love you, that's going to pray for you, treat you like the jewel that you are, or to the guy that's going to talk you up, that's going to esteem you and mean it, that's going to be your helpmate and not your hurtmate. God has that one person right there, but the devil put nine people in there. The devil doesn't care about which one that you choose as long as it ain't the one that God put in place. Because ultimately, it's going to lead to the same thing because it came from the same spiritual father. And one of the things I always tell people, anytime you choose someone, especially you being a child of God and God is your spiritual father, when you choose someone that is not saved, then the Satan, the devil, Satan is their spiritual father. 
And if you end up linking up with them, that means not only Satan is their spiritual father, but now you have Satan as your spiritual father-in-law. And you cannot try to marry them to change them. No. When you say I do, that means you did to who they are, based on who they are. That's why it's so important for us to take our time. And we're not just talking about marriage, but like I said, dating. Because we have made some foolish mistakes in our courtship, and we blame it on God, or we blame it on the devil. Well, you know, I met them at church, and, you know, I met them in the singles ministry, and... Uh, you still do your homework. Check them out. I know a lot of people. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. Take it from somebody that's in law enforcement. I know a lot of people. I know a lot of people that are in church, but they may be sex offenders. I know some in ministry that may be sex offenders. Yeah. So all of a sudden, because you met them in church, oh, well, I want you to, uh, I want you to spend some time and talk to my daughter, or I want you to talk to my son. And that's thing you know, you're wondering why your son is behaving weird, or your daughter behaving weird, because you subject them to danger, because you have failed to do your responsibility of studying these people that are you allowing in your life. Come on now. This is serious. Like I said, I'm telling you as a minister, as as a law enforcer or someone that's in law enforcement. So I'm telling you from both sides, do your homework. And like I said, we can't change the past, but we can learn from our past and create a better future and a better a better present. So with that being said, if you feel that, you know what? It's time for me to get out of this relationship. This this relationship has been toxic. This relationship is unhealthy. You can get out. It is possible. And there are there are help there is help that is provided that can help you to be able to get out. You know, like I said, as long as Jesus is on the throne, there is a way out. No matter what it looks like, no matter what anybody may say. Uh, also, no matter what happened in somebody else's past, God can help you right now. I want to I want to give this information right now for those who are uh, looking to get help. This is the number to the domestic violence hotline. It's one eight hundred nine excuse me seven nine nine seven two three three. That's one eight hundred seven nine nine seven two three three. Also, you can text, text the word start, S-T-A-R-T, text the word start to 88788, 88788, remember that. Um, We see someone on the air right now, I'm going to go ahead and give them an opportunity to come on and um say something. Hello, welcome to Reconnect My Heart, you're on the air, how you doing today? Hello? Okay, maybe someone was just listening. Okay. I'm so glad that we're able to have this conversation about domestic violence. 
on a Christian platform, and it is so needed. It is so needed. Matter of fact, uh, someone said, emotions do fade. Truth does not. That's why we must know thyself. Amen, lights. Amen, lights. So it's so important for us. It's so important for us to be able to be healed from our past. It's so important. And don't you know, the healing that God has for us could be able to have us to be able to not only if anything in the past may come back and I may uh, something may trigger or may remind us of something that we dealt with in the past. Don't you know God can be able to take the sting out of that hurt? But so so many of us we have so many spiritual or emotional thorns in our past that once it comes back up, it still hurt as if it happened the day before yesterday. But God can help you to look at yesterday and not be affected today. God can help you to be able to look and look at what you dealt with as a testimony to help other people. And don't you know, when you use your testimony, not only does it help you, but it continues to bring healing to you. The Bible tells us we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the words of our testimony. But as long as it still hurt us, oftentimes it makes us inactive for us to be able to use it as a testimony because we're still attached to it and it hurts and we can't share it without the emotional attachment to it. So that's why it's so important for us to know that God can help us and he wants to help us. And I tell people all the time, forget about how long you've been saved. Forget about what title or position that you have. Never feel that you don't need the touch from God. You know what? That's why they have something back in the day. I'm a 70s kid. (laughs) But back in the day, they had something called a crusade. A crusade was for those who may not have known Christ to hear the word of God. But then also they had something called a revival. That means sometimes we may need a reviving. Sometimes we may need a resuscitation. Sometimes we may need a relief. Sometimes we may need a reset press upon us. And so that's why God wants us to receive that. But we don't have to feel that we are beyond. Well, you know, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm all right. Look here, I'm gonna tell you something. Don't ever feel as if you you got it together. And you know what? Sometimes it's okay to admit. You know what? God, I need help. God, you know what? If this person look at me sideways one more time. 12 months from now, they're going to be a one-year-old ghost. <laughs> be real with God. Don't you know when you be real with God, he can spiritually diagnose you correctly for you to get the help that you need. The help that you need. But as long as we in denial, we're depriving ourselves in our ministry from what God has for us and the healing, not only the healing for ourselves, but the effectiveness that we can have within our ministries. So in the ministry, I tell people all the time, ministry is not just within the church. Oh, I'm doing this. No, look here, look here. Real ministry is when they get the benediction of the church and bam, you hit that door. Because you know what? As long as 
as long as we're on, on this earth, we still going to deal with the presence of sin. You know, I, I was thinking about I was thinking about the other day, and I could talk about this. And you know, I tell people all the time, being real, being transparent. I I don't mind being real and transparent. I love to be that. And so I remember that day before we found out that my sister was killed. We I was praying. I never forget. I was praying, and the topic was about strongholds, strongholds. And I was praying in. I kept hearing the God of comfort. I am the God of comfort. And an hour later, getting that phone call from my nephew. But get this, in my conversation I had with God, God told me I preached to many people, telling them the goodness of God, telling them what God can do, telling them that God is a healer, God is this, God is that. I've told so many people a lot of things of what God can do. Now I'm in a position to show them what God can do. Hmm. So in other words, everything I said about God, now I'm in a position where I have to I have to allow people to see me walking out. I have to allow people to see me. Hmm. Little did I know, little did I know that it was going to be like this. But God prepared me for it. And so I want to tell you, Whatever you're dealing with, God prepared you for it. You may not have known everything in detail, but no, God was preparing you even when you were in your mother's womb. God was preparing. Look here. Let me be real. God knew that you were going to deal with that knucklehead. God knew that you were going to deal with something because of the decision that you make. When it seemed like you were doing this, you were doing that, you're like, oh, God, like, well, you know what? Because of my grace and my mercy, I'm going to give that child another chance. I'm going to give that child another chance. God was preparing you. So now he has prepared you because now you're here. We're here fellowshipping and sharing together. And so now know that God want to help you and heal you from everything and the residue that you've dealt with. So that way you can get the healing, the wholeness that you need, and for you to be able to walk in confidence in knowing who you are, not based upon how somebody treats you, not even based upon how you treated yourself, but based upon what God said about you. And I found out from someone who used to deal with low self-esteem, I found out what's more important is what God said about me and how God sees me, how God feels about me versus what I thought about myself. And I'm I'm a, I'm gonna have to share this. I'm gonna have to share this, and then we're gonna get ready to pray. But God told me years ago. God told me years ago, get a piece of paper and pen. Write down everything of how I see myself. Write down how I see myself on the left side of the paper. And I wrote down everything about myself, how I see myself, how I feel about myself, all that stuff. And I wrote on the left side of the paper. And then on the right side of the paper, God told me to write down on how he sees me. And so when I compared it, I saw myself like this, but God saw me as that. So now there was a difference. So then God told me to ask him to help me to start seeing myself how he sees me, not how I see or feel about myself. And when I began to do that, change came. 
when I begin to start doing that, I realize that the devil is trying to deprive me from being effective in the ministry, in the calling that God has for me. So, this is not about me. Now I'm going to talk about you. Don't you know that the devil tries to deprive you? Don't you know the devil tries to stop you? Don't you know the devil tries so badly to deal with you here to make you think that, well, you know, you just that old person that's always being used. No, you ain't. Ain't no good thing can come from you. Look at the decision that you've made in life. Well, guess what? You made some mistakes. So did I. And so did many people in the Bible. But we serve a God that makes no mistakes. And even in the midst of our imperfection, he was still have grace and mercy upon us to help us in our time of need to help us to get it right. Now the question is, do you want it right? So I'm telling you from firsthand experience, don't let what you dealt with define who you are. Don't let how people treated you make you feel that you un you unloved. Matter of fact, I'm seeing right now there's someone that feel like because they have made bad decisions, they've loved the wrong one, or they love someone they did not love and did not appreciate them. I'm seeing someone have taken that as their identity. I'm telling you, that is a false narrative. That is a false narrative because before that person that you told that didn't love you, if I can remember John 3.16 says that for God so loved the world that he gave us on a begotten son. So that word love is in there, but the most important word other than love is so. He so loved. He deeply loved you. He deeply loved me. So in spite of what a person may have done or said or how they felt, God loved me so much. He know every string, every hair that's on this head. And if I don't have any hair on my head because it's shaved, he know how many hairs are under my armpits. He loved me so much. So if he loved me, God showed no respect the person. I think he loved you too. You and your goofy self. Yeah. Yeah. God loved that silly you. Yeah. You're not crazy. You're unique. You ain't crazy or stupid. You just have an alternative way of thinking. <laughs> so, hey, I found out sometimes you got to laugh it off. Laugh it off. Have a cup of laughter for your soul. You deserve it. But also know that God loves you enough. And it's not, it's not a coincidence that we're here together right now. No. But the question is, after the podcast is over, the benediction, what are you going to say? What are you going to do? Let this episode charge you, challenge you to move forward in God. Let this charge you, challenge you for you to be able to say, you know what? In spite of past decisions that I made that were not good, that were not healthy, from this moment on, I'm going to consult God and wait for his response and tell God, God, I'm not going to move until I hear from you. God, I can't move until I hear from you. So what they're going to do, they're going to show God and tell God how much you depend upon him and no longer depend upon yourself because you made bad choices. And I think I made some bad choices, too. 
but in spite of. You know what? We're not going to be defined by. And one last thing. I'm even speaking right now. Every negative word, every negative action that has transpired in your life, I'm speaking against every negative word, every negative thought. I'm speaking that God filter and remove every negative word or thought or even the harshness that you may have experienced. I'm speaking the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. I'm speaking that God helping you to be able to send yourself around people that's going to speak love and life, not hatred and condemnation. For you to be able to be proud of that young lady or that young man who's in your mirror. For you to be able to look in the mirror and be proud in spite of the bad choices, but still be proud of yourself. Be proud that you got another chance. Be able to look in the mirror and appreciate that person who's in your mirror and know that's the one that God loves. And that person who's in your mirror is the one that loves you. And God wants you to love that person who's in your mirror. Hmm. Know that God loves you and he's there for you. So with that being said, I want each and every one of us to look at ourselves, not how people treated us, not even based upon our own decisions, but what God's word says. And just in case someone who may be listening, who may not be saved, Romans 10 and 9 tells us that thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior and believe in heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So along with salvation, what are you saying to yourself? Yeah, you had people say some negative words. Okay, okay. But what are you saying to yourself? Are you saying anything that's counterattacking the negativity? Or are you saying some things that is corresponding with the negativity that people have said or done towards you? In other words, what are you saying to yourself? What are you saying to that person who's in your mirror? And I ain't talking about, well, you know, uh, I'm, I'm going to read to myself or I'm going to say it to myself. The devil is like, listen, they said it loud enough. To get into your ears, you saw speaking louder for you can speak life. You can speak the word of God into your ears. Let it get into your ears so it can get into your spirit, man. Start speaking. In other words, say it, confession. Confession is good for the soul. And a lot of times people just think it's self confession means, well, I did wrong. Yeah, I made a stupid decision. The devil is a confession, same thing that God said about the situation or the individual. So if God says that you are blessed, if God says that you are the apple of his eye, what are you saying to yourself? Hmm. So with that being said, whatever it is, we're going to give it to God and we're going to leave it there. Whatever it is, and like I said, just in case I know there are some who may not be saved, there may be some who may be seekers. It's two different things. Some who may be a seeker, someone that knows that, you know what, there is a high power, but with all this confusion of the different religion and all that stuff, you know, who, you know, who, who do I go to? Know that Jesus Christ died for your sins. Know that God so loved the world, like I mentioned earlier, that he gave his only begotten son, his only unique son. And don't you know, Jesus walked here on this earth, and he lived, he was fully God, but fully man at the same time. So know that he 
came and died for your sins. And he loved you. And not just having salvation to get to heaven, but also enjoying salvation so that way we can have heaven here on earth. You know, so many people looking at faith as a futuristic thing. Oh, yeah, when I get to heaven, yes, yes, yes. When I get to heaven, I'm going to enjoy it. But guess what? I'm going to enjoy some living right here on earth. Yes, I look forward to making it to heaven, but I ain't trying to rush myself up out of here either. Look here, if I got to go, if I go to, go to heaven, I would like to go to, the, go to heaven on a small, short, slow turtle. Because there are some goodness, there are some things that God has even right here for us. But so many times we miss it. We miss it. There's beauty that God has that God has blessed us to have here on earth. So God wants us to be able to have it. And so, like I said, this is the time for us to give everything to God. And those that are new to the episode, new to the show, at the end we always have a word of prayer. Whatever it is, if it's something that you may uh, want prayer for, you're welcome to. Post it, or uh, you can you can uh, video chat with me, or you can inbox me. Uh, matter of fact, I don't mind. My number is public. My number is two one four nine zero eight three zero five six. That's two one four nine zero eight three zero five six. I get my people to those who are serious. You know, I don't like when people try to waste my time because I'm a busy person and I love to have my time with my with my son, but most importantly with God, with my family. You know, so I want each and every one of us to know, just in case you may feel like you're unloved, not only God loves you, but I love you too. And I love you enough to be able to be here to help. So any way I can help, number one, this is serious business because domestic violence is real. Matter of fact, I want to give a shout out to Crystal Floyd. She uh she has a domestic violence group called There's No Love in the Lick. Domestic violence is real. To Crystal Floyd and Derek Floyd, I love y'all dearly. Beautiful, beautiful couple, beautiful couple. I applaud you all. I love you all. Look forward to seeing y'all soon. And also, there are many other people that I'm associated with with uh, domestic violence. I can't, I can't see everybody's uh, name on top of my head, but I want y'all to know that I love you all and I'm praying for y'all and I appreciate the work that you all are doing. And so we don't want to, we don't want to omit this episode without a word of prayer. Be the Father, we come to you right now. We thank you all for your awesomeness. We come to you right now, God, with acknowledge and presence of today. So, God, we come to you right now, God, with open hearts, God, with open open minds, with an open mouth, telling you, God, forgive us, God, if there's anything that's in us that's not like you, God. Forgive us and cleanse us right now, God. Make us whole right now, God. And, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness. We receive your forgiveness. God, we come to you right now, God. Thank you right now, God, for being a gracious God, being a, a good God, a great God, a God of many chances, God. God, right now, God, in this episode, God, where we have addressed domestic violence, God, there are some who may have experienced that, God. God, we speak right now, God. Help them, God, and plan a way of escape right now, God. God, execute it right now, God, where they know it was only you that can execute that, God, that can plan it out right now, God. God, we speak, God, for a hedge of protection right now, God, as you reveal the plans for them to Get out or leave, God. Seek shelter right now, God. God, we speak to God. Help them right now, God, to 
move forward without looking back, God. Help them, God, to have the peace and the assurance once and for all right now, God. Help them, God, to accept reality instead of potential or false hopes right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we speak it right now, God, for those who may have experienced it, God. Heal their broken heart, God. Heal their confused mind, God. Heal anything that may have been shattered, God. I don't care if it's their hopes. I don't care if it's their identity. I don't care if it was their purpose or even their perception of life, their image or their focus of life, God. We speak it right now, God, that you bring healing right now, God. Touch and heal their minds, touch and heal their emotions, touch and heal their hearts right now. In the name of Jesus. And we bind everything the devil stands for. We counsel the devil's assignment right now. In the name of Jesus, we bind every spirit of negative words, negative actions that may have transpired right now, God. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, we even speak right now, God. Even to the abusers right now, God, give them that desire to seek help right now, God. Give them that desire, God, to turn from their wicked ways right now, God. Give them that desire right now, God. And even if they choose not to, God, God, we thank you, Lord, even for the opportunity, God. And so, God, we speaking right now, God, give that victim, God. Give them that endurance. Give them the strength right now, God, to say no, God. Give them that strength, God, to submit to you, God, and follow your plan, God. And God, help them, God, to not be led by their emotions, God. Help them, God, with a stronger mindset, God. Help them, God, to be able to identify the things that are of you versus the things that are unlike you right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we speaking right now, God, that you bring provisions right now, God. Right now, God, we speaking, God, shelters, God. We even speaking, God, that you even help, God, the helpers right now, God, the shelters, God, even those who may be in uh, um, uh, domestic violence groups right now, God. God, we speaking, God, that you help them and encourage them right now, God. God, we speaking right now, God, that you bring resources to them, bring financial support to them right now, God. God, bring them rest, God. Even, I know, even sometimes in dealing with people who may have had so much stuff going on and dealing with the diverse of people right now, God. God, it could be taxing, God. It could be burdensome. So, God, we speak, God, that you lift the burden of those who are carrying those, God, and helping those, God, that may be in domestic violence right now in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we speak it right now, God that you touch the bereaved family, God. Heal the bereaved family, God. Even the bereaved family from those who may have dealt with uh, domestic violence, God. Those who are survivors, God. Those who are who lost loved ones, God, of domestic violence right now, God. God, even, even not just to my family, God, but families as a whole right now, God. Continue to bring healing to wholeness right now, God. God, we speak, God, even for uh, comfort right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we speak, God, even for those who are who are grieving, God, the death or, or the loss of a loved one, God, no matter if it was recent or some time ago, God, continue to bring healing to the family right now, God, drawing closer together like never before, God, not only closer to you, God, but even but closer to each other right now, God, in the name of Jesus. It seems like every time there's a death, the devil try to bring division, but we find that spirit right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, right now, God, for healing, for holding, for deliverance right now, God. We even speaking, God, right now, God, 
for head and protection for those who are in school, God, and even at work right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we speak, God, even for peace on the job right now, God. We speak, God, that you, your perfect will be done, God, even on the job, God, even in schools. And I know sometimes there may be people that be asked, God, Lord, Lord, whatever your will is, let your will be done. But God, help us learn and study your word so we can know your will, God, and to accept your will, God, and to apply your will into our lives right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, Lord, right now, God, for things being as well as they are, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the joy, for the peace that has all understanding. We also thank you, Lord, for a great night rest, God, a great night sleep, God. Be able to rest in you, God, and trust in you right now, God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, Lord, even I'll see right now, God, someone who had dealt with a, an injury with a leg right now, God. God, we speaking right now, God, that you bring healing right now, God. And Lord, we even thank you, Lord, for even, even when the devil tries to do some harm, God, God, we thank you, Lord, even for your protection, God, it could have been worse right now, God. God, we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, God, everything you're going to do right now. And we thank you, Lord, for the purpose and the testimonies coming from this right now. In the name of Jesus, we give, we give you the glory and the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I thank each and every one of y'all who are tuning in. If you want to get in contact with me, my name is Brother Prater. That's Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, Piers and Paul, R-A-T-S and Tom, E-R. That is my real name. Um, you can catch me on Facebook uh, on the Brother Prater where you see my daily devotion, my videos, and also my personal appearances. Excuse me my videos but also you can go to my website where you'll see my videos my uh data devotions and also my personal appearances that's where you see it at also you can go to the store section of my website where you can purchase my book a few good men a path to god of fatherhood a few good men was written to inform men their needs, their responsibility towards their families, their children, even their children's mother, regardless their rhythm or not. You know, we can still respect our children's mother. And also, ladies, you can still respect your children's father. Also, you can purchase this book. This is uh, my latest book for right now. Uh, a few, excuse me, uh, The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper, The Love of Young Life. This is um, a book that is... Um, a tribute to my sister, Sheila Prater, who was killed tragically due to domestic violence. Um, and like I said, this is this is uh, so dear to me. This is, you know, she was my friend. She was my sister. Yeah, that's, you know, so what? But she was my friend. She was my friend. You know, she was my friend. She was my classmate. We were buddies. We were tight. You know, I miss her dearly. I miss her so much. But one thing about it, I thank God for the relationship that we had. And I would rather have had the relationship that we had and we be apart than some people that are twice my age that never have had the relationship that we had. I am one blessed kid. In spite of what we dealt with, in spite of the absence of my sister, I still consider myself blessed, and I'm honored. And so with this, that's the reason why I do what I do, and I speak the way I do, because although I don't have any more sisters, but I may be speaking to somebody's sister right now that may be contemplating on giving somebody 
another chance who doesn't deserve it. I may be speaking to that brother who is loved by his sister, that birth, that brother who may contemplate on going back in an unhealthy relationship. Now it ain't worth it. Like I said, this is my sister. And like I said, it was four boys and one girl. Now it's just four boys. I don't have any more sisters. I don't. I know there are some people that call themselves my place sister and stuff. But my logical sister was on the one. And she was my favorite one. But didn't say that to be sad. I'm saying it to be an encouragement to others that domestic violence is real. And if you can get out, get out. And I promise you, there is a way for you to get out. But you got to fight for it like never before. But I'm telling you, with the freedom that God has for you, it is well worth it. So with that being said, I thank each and every one of you all for tuning in. And thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. God bless you. And good night. Love y'all dearly. Thank you.